Yeah, so the new album coming out, mm-hmm. also on Memphis Industries, mm-hmm. which is the label you've been involved with from the very beginning. Yeah. That's been a long-term partnership. That's the benefit of being on an indie, you know, because if you're on a major, there's always somebody there who leaves and, yeah. you know, there's management change and they go off you and stuff like that. When you're dealing with like a little label, you know, who are on your side and, you know, it's, it's a really nice little setup. It's like, all you want is just people to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The less people you're dealing with, the better it is, you know, yeah. just a, and uh you know they just do things properly there are a couple of brothers in london the jacob brothers matt and ollie yeah yeah it's been three years since semicircle isn't it yeah which uh was released in 2018 and you made that album in um detroit didn't you or some it of bits it bits of it yeah the vocal parts of it yeah and you you went you um got involved in a kind of a youth kind of choir or sort of thing? yeah yeah right yeah Choir, yeah. yeah so this particular album i know you've got some people like ninja who you've worked with for yeah a long time people in the band yeah there's always a core band you know the six of us in the band me ninja sam who are the original members and then we've got adam on bass simone on drums and nia on vocals as well okay there's always like a mixture of us six with guest vocals here and there which has always been the way really i've, I've always loved music which is constantly flipping across across an album you know it's not just one voice yeah one snare drum sound one guitar sound across an album it's got more of a sort of channel hopping kind of feel across it and different accents and different styles and different yeah scale you know i like songs that are quite sort of widescreen and panoramic one minute and then i like little cute little bedroom songs you know, yeah. next. So that's a big part of it is to is 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 randomness and flipping about and but always sounding like the go team yeah for, for me it's about putting up a wall around things and yeah. um the combination of kind of cuteness but taking the edge off things yeah. with distortion and you know cranking things up into the red and stuff like that so um yeah there's, there's a couple of a few mission statements of the go team that's one of them yeah is um you know i'd never use a recorder just on its own I'd, it has to be through distortion you know okay so that's the crucial part of it and in the in the early days you know i used to get emails of people yeah saying there's something wrong with my cd you know it's broken or something yeah i didn't really get it but i think i'm not quite as lo-fi as i was back in the day yeah but certainly it's still a still a massive deal you know distortion finding different ways of messing things up you know is your kind of working methods pretty much the same as a trial and error it's always about hoarding little ideas on my phone and storing up things and the, the good ideas kind of rising to the top over years and months you know Ooh. and i think okay that's a killer idea i'm going to try that next to this idea and normally each song has about six ideas in it that are rammed together i never just sit down with an acoustic and crank out a song in a sort of singer songwritery style it's much more about grabbing random things that i've amassed over the years and i have this sort of mega document on my computer with got everything on it you yeah know, every cool idea whether it's a sample or a drum break or a or an original idea that i've sung into my phone you know so it's uh it's a long process um and then when, when the songs are kind of locked down that's when i get on the hotline to the rest of the go team you know we do that we build it up in layers so drums yeah. you know bass guitar 
Okay. Vocals are normally the last thing we do. Yeah. So what does it? What does that mean? Get up sequences exactly. Not a lot. I kind of like the double meaning of get up, as in the James Brown kind of get up. Yeah. And the morning routine. You know, there's a song on the album called "World Remember Me Now," which is about the kind of routines of the day, and it's, you know, about popping the toast and pouring the orange juice and yeah. cleaning your teeth. And so it's kind of, I've always been interested in what people do in the day. You know, what their routines are mm. and stuff like that. So I kind of like the idea of maybe, maybe performing the soundtrack to people's day. Do you have a routine? Nothing too exciting. I mean, lots of people, whenever you read these, uh, you know, Sunday Times, the life, day in the life of, or life in the day of um, things, they always get up at like six in the morning and do yoga and stuff, yeah. don't they? But You're not doing yoga? No. Meditation or anything no. like that? No. Coffee? Um, tea. Tea and toast and then muesli. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, that sounds similar to me. And then I just go and listen to music all day. Right. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. So some of the track, Cookie um, Cookie Scene, features uh, somebody you haven't worked with before, Indigo Cash. She was... Um, so when I was in Detroit, the last record, um, she was one of the, one of the choir members so there was a few like rappers in the choir and she like tried out a few bars when we were there i remembered her she was really young and i love i'm a big fan of roxanne shante right and that kind of that tone in the kind of the voice so i, I clocked her and i thought okay i'm gonna use her one day she always calls me mr ian in emails mr ian deferential <laughs> you know the way that like old soul songs they kind of sometimes they're just People that have never sung on records before, they're sort of dragged into a studio by a producer and then they disappear. And yeah, I've always loved the idea of, of kind of obscure, unknown singers and people that have never been in studios before, you know, particularly nowadays, the way that people sing is often kind of phoned in emotion almost, you know, it's, um, it's kind of flourishy and over singy. Yeah. So I was kind of to try and find somebody that doesn't sing like that is actually quite hard, you know, because it's so ingrained in Yeah. Yeah. To go, so I, I got in touch with Mrs. Keith in this high school choir and asked them if you just go along to this year with about four girls. So it's just all about feel and tone and charm and things like that, which you can never put your finger on. But yeah. when it's right, you know it. A, a lot of people will know you from the, um, from your debut album first came across you. Yeah. Thunder Lightning Strikes mm. released in 2004. Four, I believe. Mm -hmm. I noticed you actually released an EP like a few years before that, didn't you? Yeah. But there was nothing between those two no. releases. Mm -hmm. But obviously, music was something that you've been wanting to do, and then you just basically just decided, I'm, you know, put together some kind of album, <laughs> which I understand was largely made in a sort of your parents or your mum's house or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And uh, he didn't think he was going to do anything, and you know, it was just a—it was a personal project, wasn't it? I guess. Yeah. How you saw it as a personal. Totally. Yeah, I was, I was pleased with myself. I was making music that I wished other people would really, and yeah. it was kind of—I still am, I suppose. You know, it's, it's quite a personal pick and mix kind of idea where I'm grabbing all my favourite things and yeah. ramming them together. And so, like I said, I was frustrated with like the enemy boy bands, and I was. Wanted, wanted music which was much more 
feminine and sort of cheeky and technicolor and so that's what i do you know I'd, i used to work in tv documentaries so i'd come home from work and fire up my sampler and yeah make these little four track things and so the yeah. process of course was quite similar to what i do now with little bits and pieces where i'd ram things together but but it was all on paper those days mm. you know there was something quite zeitgeisty about it i guess yeah. postmodern and which obviously touched a nerve you know yeah I think we were unique then, but I still feel like we're unique now, really. I, I, don't I think, think so. Of, There's I not really think, anybody. And I quite like the way that lots of our contemporaries from back in the day, you know, CSS or whoever you want to say, are kind of fallen by the wayside. And, yeah. And I feel I'd never felt that I've run out of ideas or the go team's run its course or anything. In fact, yeah. I feel kind of overwhelmed with what possibilities there are, you know. So you've still got that passion and that love for it. or in Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a never-ending quest, really. I think it, it gets up. Mm-hmm. And it's all about melodies for me. You know, um, it's, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a part of the band which is under, under so understated, I think. But I'm trying to sort of satisfy so many things within one song. I want it to be experimental and catchy and yeah. original and... Yeah. Preferably with good lyrics, and you know, do you write the lyrics? It depends. Like Ninja does a bit, yeah. do a bit. Main, well, mainly me, but and whoever. If there's a rapper on the, on the song, they do theirs. You know, yeah. do their own thing. So yeah, I'm getting pulled and pulled in a million di- different directions. At any given point, you know, I'm my di- my idea of what my favourite thing is changes from day to day, and yeah. then one day I could think any of Marconi's where it's at, or next day i could think you know it's i don't know roxanne chante whatever you know so yeah i think that that tension and the and, and the, the possibilities we have within the go team sound is kind of what has kept us going you know it's kept yeah kept it infinite possibility you know so some of your you know some of the influences which some of you you already mentioned like well you know a lot of american music uh sonic youth you mentioned you can hear that quite a lot on the first time particularly but you can still hear it you know subsequently mm. uh, even to this day there's something called double dutch which obviously a lot of people won't be familiar with mm. but it's a kind of a, a rope routine that americans mm. girls are really into mm. double ropes uh, mm. but with some kind of musical element to it can you can you talk explain what that is exactly yeah i mean i <laughs> Well, it's not so much nowadays. I've kind of felt like I've kind of done that bit, but, but yeah, I was quite into double Dutch chanting, yeah, the rhyme, the, double, the yeah. rhymes that yeah. you, when you and and the world that it conjures up. Yeah, you know, I I often think of eighties New York and yeah brownstones and stuff like that. I almost think of it as I think I came up with a term um, fire hydrant psychedelia. Okay. You know, where it's you're kind of in that world, but it's a bit messed up, a yeah. bit trippy. You know? Yeah, I like kind of vocal teamwork and yeah. chatting other top of each other and the energy kind of that you get from that. From yeah. that, so um, uh, yeah, I, I would hunt down old VHSs of you know documentaries about double dutches or, or uh, cheerleader B movies or stuff like that. You know, in in the quest for these little snippets. Yeah, so so. Like the Paris on came out of that hunt, you know. Lots of my influences are American, you know. I think, but but at the same time, you know, I I think there's something to be taken from music from around the world, from everywhere, from yeah. particularly Bollywood or, you know, um, Serge Gainsbourg or yeah. 
Italian horror soundtracks or whatever, you know. You know, some some music is kind of autobiographical, isn't it? Where you're yeah. singing, Hey, let me tell you about my life and yeah. but Go Team's much more about all my like secondhand memories, you know, so it's about a theme tune you liked or a show you watched when you appeared yeah. or it's about all the stiff stuff I've dug over my lifetime and almost like your lies flashing before your eyes or something like that. But having said that, there is quite a lot of sadness around the music as well, which people don't really get. Right. You know, there's a lot of the lyrics aren't aren't party aren't party lyrics, you know. No. There's this duality, isn't it? I think so. Right. I like that yeah. tension. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's something really dreamy in that in that middle ground there that you can't quite put your finger on it. So that album, Thunder Lightning Strike, just uh, suddenly became a, a sort of a cult underground hit, didn't it? It was really picked up out of the, you know, unexpectedly for you. Yeah. And uh, ended up being nominated for the Mercury Music Prize, mm. which was. Uh, I mean, I'd have much I preferred to have been a um, a slow burn band, really. Yeah. We were a, a, <laughs> 90, a 90, uh, sorry, two thousand and four, you know, mid 2000s hype band, you know, when those kind of bloggy. You know when the blogosphere was yeah. like more quite was quite powerful and yeah. pitchfork music and stuff were could make or break you overnight. You know, so that's kind of what happened to us. We were instantly hipsters yeah. overnight. You know, we would sell out tours around America and you suddenly had to form a band, didn't you, or get all? Yeah, I mean, we were it live, which wasn't part of the plan, was it originally? No, well, it was part of the plan, but um, I, I certainly didn't know how I was going to do it. I knew, I knew vaguely what i wanted but to, to turn that into reality was another thing yeah know? and I, yeah we literally did have weeks to to get it together for a, a swedish festival yeah i think i knew that the key was to throw quite a lot of people at it you know to have samples to have double drummers to have instrument swapping boys and girls in the group you yeah. know all of those things i kind of knew yeah good stuff well obviously the the, the success of the album enabled you to basically pursue it as a as a full-time patient mm. as it were. and uh here you are today obviously but in the meantime proof of youth was a was was quite successful wasn't it and i think that's the only perhaps the only time you've had a male guest vocalist oh, Chuck D, Chuck or, D, yeah. yeah i think it is actually yeah still it still is yeah yeah mm. Mm. and um how was that how was what was I that meet him actually okay it's all, it all remote was it unfortunately even then yeah, yeah. Never met him still to this day. No. Okay. He did tweet about us a few years back saying he was honoured to do it. Yeah. So I was quite pleased about that. And he didn't he didn't sort of say, I need to hear it before it's released or anything like that? No, no, he was quite laid back quite about back. it. Okay. Yeah. And then Rolling Black House in 2011 and the Scene Between in 2015. Now, obviously, like a lot of bands, you know, there's sort of, you kind of ebb and flow, you kind of, go in and out of fashion things kind of change <laughs> and you know it's kind of inevitable in, in that world isn't it and uh, mm. maybe things were kind of not going so well perhaps or you know around about the middle of the last decade <laughs> i don't really have any concept of that really i don't really measure yeah. it i don't no. measure it and i'm not aware of it or measure it for me you don't sort of look at it and say my yeah. god my for album's me, only number whatever and no because i never we never we're not that kind of band. Yeah. I don't. I have to. I have to accept that you know we're a, we're a cult band. Yeah. And my the way I measure it is you know can I keep doing it? Can I live? Mm. Can I? Am I proud of the music as a body of work? Does it kind of create? Is it something 
unique and, yeah. and standalone and does it deserve to exist as a thing? You know, that, that's the way I measure it, really. Yeah, I don't really remember us being particularly out of fashion. You know, I think people either get us or they don't, really, you know. Certainly, I mean, I can't measure us up to the 2004 days, really, because that was a, yeah. a unique period of hypeness. But yeah, I, I would have preferred to have been a... Um, a slave burner. More like Phil Music, who who are a slave burner. Yeah. So I think we almost had to sort of start... I think Semicircle, we kind of became... People seem to find their soft spot for us again. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, six Music kind of got behind us and stuff like yeah. that, so... I mean, if if I ever hit a brick wall, I just listen to the records. Yeah, and that's the process for me. Of every start of every album is listening to thousands and thousands of records, you know, and I can, and I kind of camp out in a genre. <laughs> yeah, Turkish site for two weeks or something like that. Yeah, you know? and so the process of just listening every day kind of um... <laughs> reinvigorates you, keeps keeps things fresh, or yeah, it's it's. Yeah, so either it will give me an idea for a sample, and I'll grab samples as, a, as I'm listening to it and stick it in my pile, or I will sometimes I'll pause the song and think, I'd have done this differently, and like, here's my version of it, and yeah. sing it into my phone. And so I just amass these, these ideas, and yeah. then I listen back to it and stuff like that. So actually, my phone died on me recently. I, I went swimming with my phone in my pocket. Well, so I, I've, I've used like pages and like thousands of ideas for um, slogans and stuff like that oh yeah you of all people would be automatically synced to a drive ideas over the years yeah Yeah. phones dying and stuff like that yeah it's 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 it's, there's no feeling like it because you know this is my my currency this is what i deal with yeah ideas you know all you take there could be a hundred ideas and one of them could be amazing i'll never know yeah so when you look back at your the music you've made and um you know if you had to choose one album is there an album that you particularly you know you're really happy with <laughs> album that you're happiest with yes. is, well, that, I mean, that's, I mean not, you don't have to answer that question I'm not stupid with question, really but I think I think you could make a killer uh Brett's tits album <laughs> do you think that might be on the cards <laughs> <laughs> No, I can, I can. I think the album I'm least happiest with is Proof of You. Right. There's a few things I changed down there. Yeah. I think Semicircle is it's up there. I'd say. Yeah. Know. I think I think this one is, is up there as well. And, and so, in terms of you know, because obviously your music is used for you know commercial purposes, it's that sort of thing. Is that something that you keep an eye on, or you've got, you've got to say about, or you're happy with, or? I mean, I've actually turned down quite a lot of stuff over the years. I'm quite hot on it still. You know, I think we were asked to be on a gala bingo thing or something like that, and yeah. I've turned that down. You know, yeah. There's certain things I can barely, I can just about tolerate. Obviously, although you've been quite regular in releasing stuff, there's always like a three-year gap or something between albums. Yeah, no, I can't get that gap down. No. No, that's weird. Don't Keep trying. Really... <laughs> I mean, it's normally four years, so at least this, this is three years this time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the ne- we're trying to get the next album out, part two of Get Up Sequences, um, out for sort of like next October. So I'm really going to have to get my ass into gear. This okay. That's what, I'm do- <laughs> this is what I'm doing at the moment. The whole process is sort of starting over again, and I'm listening to my snippets of ideas and picking all the greatest hits yeah, and yeah. stuff. You know, so every song, every song for me is like the greatest hits of of all my ideas, really. 
and I only use like one percent of everything I write. You know, right? Everything, most of it's just thrown out. So basically, you're just basically plowing on, thinking about the next album, mm -hmm. and you're going to try and speed up your processes a bit. <laughs> That's the plan. Do you ever collaborate with any other people? Or do you ever um, mix or produce or anything like that? Uh, something you've been interested in? I've turned down a few things. I think it is. Oh. I, think, I think my thing, I'm such a bossy boots, I'd want to just take over yeah. know, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did a remix the other day. I did a Charlatan's remix. Okay. Um, I think I could be a good producer. Yeah. But I've always kind of wanted to be like a Svengali, you know, kind of like a Phil Spector kind of character. Yeah. Who just kind of cherry picks characters and comes up with a concept with a man mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So maybe, yeah, when, I'm, when it's all done tits up, I'll uh, become some shadowy figure. Yeah. yeah. I noticed that Don Letts wrote a sort of a bio. Yeah. And he, in there, it says that um, a track on the first album that you did, Thunder, Lightning, Strike, for Powers on samples a clip from the classic yeah. film West Way to the West West World, I think it is. West I think Broke. it is. Yeah. Um, and Don Letts was the filmmaker of uh, yeah, that's right. Really involved in the clip. He personally signed off on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. There's like a little rap, little the kid in the street. Yeah. It was like that they managed to document in this film. Something I sampled that. And they picked up on that at the time, did they? Or? Well, yeah. I mean, there were two different two different versions of the record. So for the first version, we just stuck it out there, yeah, without clearing anything, yeah. And then the second time round, we had to go back, and I guess we contacted Don Letts and got permission at the time. Right, okay. But, but yeah, he's been supportive, supportive uh, all the way down the line, really. Yeah. You know, um, I think the the idea, you know, he's someone that's interested in the kind of culture clash idea, isn't he? Of, yeah. Of ramming different kind of worlds together. So I think that kind of ideas appeal to him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He really wrote, he wrote it really well. I thought. Yeah. yeah. He says, um, using ingredients available to everyone, but sounding like no one. I agree. Yeah. Which I thought was a really cool quote. Yeah. I think bands should sound, try and sound unique, you know, um, I think that should be every band's goal is to try and, mm. And to be instantly recognisable as well, you know, I think yeah. to have, leave your stamp on the world, to leave, be like, I think I like the idea of, of bands being like a little mini universe and you and everything kind of flows through it and the, the way you look, the way you, the artwork and the yeah. everything aesthetically kind of flows together. 